After decades of repurposing cultural elements for the sake of entertaining audiences, actual figures of recent history now find their own narrative being hijacked and modified. This time, with nary an N-word, Quentin Tarantino finds new ways to piss people off. Today on A Problematic Podcast, we discuss the 2019 film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Welcome to a problematic podcast. I got snapped at and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm your host, Daniel Gray, and I am joined by my favorite two. Fuck you. I was going to say foot fetishist, but they're not. We're not kink shaming anyone in this episode. I am. If you have ugly feet, I am. Also, you definitely will be. Um, I have my two favorite Taryn. Tinos of it all. I got Matt and I got Devin here. I got meat in my mouth. What's up? <laughs> hey, buddies. And of course, as always, we are joined by our on-set producer and favorite person in the world, Bap. Hi, Bap. All right, let's do this. And today... Today he's producing... You're a Welsh twat. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I usually have a thing I say, but this is... Quentin Tarantino movie. So today we're talking about well, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino Let's movies, but up. we're Is also talking about Quentin Tarantino, um, because he himself is nothing but problematic. Um, today we are talking about his film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a reimagining, if you can call it that, I guess you can, of the Manson murders. Um, right. It, yeah, it's kind of a a thing where like if uh if you were just watching if like if you did no research and you were just seeing ads on the internet or whatever or uh, like a little trailer here or there, you wouldn't you wouldn't assume that this that's what this movie was about. You know, it's more, it looks seems more like just a bromance between uh DiCaprio and Pitt. And it's then, like and a then a whole bunch of other Mr. people Mr. Mrs. Come Smith. In. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Because those are two pretty people putting a movie together and they're like, now and they action. Got, and they got together in that movie. I think that's when it began. And in my dreams, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio got together in this movie. Oh, God. I love how Leonardo DiCaprio, he acts like he can act a little less than he can. He's so an Oscar he's, winner. But when he's acting, when in he was, this act, movie, when he was acting act as an actor, in the movie, I thought he was fucking phenomenal. I thought that was like one of like the. I wish that movie was a real movie, because that that movie <laughs> that scene was better than uh, the rest. Like when she like whispers to him, "That was the greatest acting I've ever seen." Uh, it was really good acting, you know. Like it was You're overacting. Talking about that little girl. It was overacting, but like when he like throws her down and stuff, uh, you know, I, but, I was like, I was like, oh, this is this is not a bad movie. But you could tell that he wasn't acting when he was acting when he was acting. Um, I, no, 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 you could tell you just that. dug yourself into an oh, acting hole. Boy. I don't know where you are. <laughs> you I don't know where you are. I don't know how many actors, how many layers of acting you just said. He he was able to act like an actor that that acted. That, yeah, and then like the director of the was like, yo, you're doing so like Johnny great. Knoxville. Doing, good. Uh, you know, like that was amazing what you did. But like what he did wasn't as good as if you were acting in real life. He's no see Thomas Howell. He, just saying. He like toned it down. I don't know. <laughs> See, um, I first want to start with talking about 
Quentin Tarantino, and we know what I want to talk about. Fucking feet. <laughs> Fucking foot fetish. In your opinion, is that, say, that's the most problematic thing about him? That is not the most problematic oh. thing about him, but what is problematic to me is shoving his fetish, not just in his mouth, uh-huh. but in my face. He put his feet in your face? Selma Hayek's feet you, in his mouth. You sound I, like everyone, every all the I, white people at this table, you sound like all of our uncles. He's like, well, they can do it in the privacy of their own home, but why they got to shove it in my face? Yeah, why has he got to shove people, it in his face? Because it's his movie, and you're going to fucking watch it. <laughs> that's true, that's true. And it really is why he's doing it. Pretty, it's like pretty it, enjoyable yeah, and it. convenient to not watch his movies. I've been not watching his movies for several years now, and I have no... no uh, Problems, but My is it fair better. for the actresses to have to do it? Don't be in his fucking movie, then. No, it's true. No, 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 yeah, no, no. He that's, has. That's they that. have to be in his movies. They have to. <laughs> I knew it. They do. <laughs> is this for some like Clo- sort of Illuminati conspiracy? They have to fucking do it, or the family uh, is going to come into ruin. It's a good question for Daniel. He's the expert on all things foot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it's. My bias. I like how later on in this movie they become dirty feet. Ugh. Like feet is not good enough. <laughs> That's what the flavor is. Ah, <laughs> shut up! Oh my god. Well seasoned feet is like- gross. <laughs> the, sto- the 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 Tony horrible, of feet. The horrible, disgusting things I've heard you say. About, uh, and, and then Ugh. feet are your line. That's my line. <laughs> I love it. Ah! I love it. Okay. Hold on. I don't fully believe it. Hold on. Trying to hold it in? Trying to hold the, the vomit down from all the... I'm not about to vomit Delightful. Shut up! Foot, <laughs> foot cheese. Ah! I guess there was a plethora of it in uh, this movie compared to others, which are his... Well, some it's other because he no. was outed and um, it was... Right, now it's his thing. And he was just was like, it's my thing now. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn. Selma oh, yeah, Selma Hayek's feet. That was very, right. I mean, very uh, particular, very singular. You said that you would... He didn't It's dirty, hippie feet yeah. the entire movie. You said you would let Selma Hayek shove her feet in your mouth, She can Devin. shove whatever she wants in my mouth of Is her she body. that hot? Yes. She gets better with age. Put it this way. She got with Michael Douglas. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, oh, my oh, wait, God. What? You just oh, sullied her. Wait, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't I was, I'm trying to say how hot she was. Um, Did she get with Michael? I thought that was Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was the gay guy's love. Oh, was it? I thought Catherine Zeta-Jones. They're the same person. You motherfucker. (laughs) Say it out. Catherine Zeta-Jones isn't even Spanish. She's Welsh. We're editing editing that out. He's not racist, guys. Okay. I just can't tell. We're moving on. The same, huh? Right. Well, I would flip a coin if it was between them two. So, like, they're just both hot women. Yeah, man. If they ever find themselves in that situation where they're both trying to have sex with you, good luck to them, because it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> You're only going to flip a coin. One of them's going home sad. You're oh. not getting that bat dick. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you just said poor it. Bap, yeah. Poor bap and poor bap stick. Would they be hoping for a head or tails? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, God, I can go home and watch Frasier. <laughs> oh. Ow. Jeez. That was a low blow. <laughs> Frasier's good. <laughs> well, I just hope... I just don't <laughs> like that he's shoving all of his stuff. I don't like it. I didn't never liked it in any of his movies. No, he's shoving everywhere in this movie. Well, in all of his movies, in the Kill Bill movie, there was poor Uma Thurman's. 
Poor Ew. paralyzed feet. I didn't mean feet. to say her at all, period. Why? What's wrong with Uma Thurman? She's not You take that back. Uma Thurman is... She's a good actor? She's, she's a great actress. Okay, so you, so you just want to hear her. You don't want to see her. Yes. You, you, would, you would prefer her in radio. Good voice work. <laughs> yeah. You don't like her nose? <laughs> I don't like anything about Uma Thurman. So obviously, you don't like ever. her nose. I'm just <laughs> asking wow. Devin. Oh no, because you went straight to the nose. Yeah, so very, that's your very thing. obvious trait on her. It's true. On her body. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's we don't have to be problematic about what I never someone's face that. looks like. Your face is problematic enough. Right. Like somebody goes, "Hey, it's uh, not problematic. I, I don't find Matt attractive." Oh, is it because he's fat? Like I mean, it's the first thing. Like I mean, but doesn't mean that it's not offensive just because it's true. Face is not hot. Okay. Okay. Uma. Uma. Um, is not hot at all. Sorry, she is. I would a, say no. She's as attractive so as God made right her. Now, I would say absolutely not. You're, would you say that you say that she's not attractive, or you're not attracted to her? Because well, from my perspective, she's not attractive. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, but but like, but there's yeah, right. So I mean, but it's the same thing. But uh, one's uh, my the one's office. My perspective. The office went into this real hard with uh, what's her name from Million Dollar Baby. Uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary no. Swank. Swank. No, I'm not so either. That like that oh, like yeah. in order really to be in order to be like a huge movie star like that, like you know, like like you you probably you can't be in regular like in regular worlds. Maybe you know, like like you would be attractive, but in Hollywood, not attractive. You know, like like yes. if Hillary Hillary Swank walked into a bar, dudes would be looking at her. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I bet no. you, I Wait, bet you. what uh, the maybe, fuck? You no, wouldn't. No, right, 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 yeah, 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 <laughs> explain this to me. Explain this to me. Yeah. What? Explain. Yeah. She's okay. Have Uma you Thurman seen? You've seen this episode, right? Where they? What? Where uh, of of the office? I've no. I don't watch oh, the office. Okay, all right. Yeah, no. They uh, they go through this by like I mean like like symmetrical faces. They all have symmetrical faces. You know, like they're by the definition like not unattractive just because you don't find them attractive. You know, Hillary Swank. No, you don't mm. find if she. Walked a Hillary Swank and Uma Thurman walked up to this door right now. I say, go back wherever you came. I like horsey noses. <laughs> it's weird. I know it's my fetish. <laughs> this is your foot fetish? Is a nose? This is what I happens like, when like we don't noses. actually have a topic. Yeah. Uh, well, well, actually, uh, wait. Yeah. What are we talking about now? We're talking oh, about are we talking Quentin about Tarantino. Now? Shit. We're talking about Quentin Tarantino and shoving his foot fetish in people's faces. But I want to go back to what Bab said <laughs> because I. I also do like a nose. It's weird. Like I a, love a nose. A horse nose, you know. Not, you know I just like a strong, prominent nose. Like it. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are yeah. you doing like, you like you're, you're saying Parker? Jewish yeah. or like the Aztec? Nose. Yeah, like yeah, that's a good example. Sarah, yeah, that two different. Nose. You yeah. think she has a good nose? I, I have a weird thing for horses. I don't. I don't want to marry a horsey nose. <laughs> I just want to get with a horsey nose. I don't think that's it. I thought I Ashley know. Simpson was hotter before she got her nose done. Hey, how long have the boys been tying you on? Have y'all seen um? Oh, was it? Uh, it's on Apple TV. Um, Ted Lasso. No, he plays on uh, uh, Severance. Severance, yeah. Yeah. What's right, the name of the, act, the main actor in Severance? Oh, uh, uh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Have y'all seen Adam Scott recently? He's, he's not his nose. Yeah, his he's more jagged. He looks he, like he Tom used to Cruise see when he was younger. Has been on meth for like five years. How? Because he got a, a a face surgery to make himself look beautiful and young. Do you think he did? And it went the wrong way. Do you think he had surgery? No, he did have surgery. Oh, he did. Yeah, he he had plastic surgery. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always thought that you know, really I mean, people sad. just people just age, and you just your face does change. No, as yeah, I yeah, just yeah, assumed yeah. Uh, that that was more. He's fighting. He, he's doing the Hollywood thing where you 
you know, yeah, like you use age. technology with a lot of millions of dollars Try to, to fight young. age. Yeah. yeah. And it, it looks terrible. But, that's um, one thing that's uh, like relatable working on Bourbon Street is uh, there's a lot of plastic surgery. You know, I think like in most people's lives, they would say, oh, you know, like most people don't get plastic surgery. But like where we work, a lot of people get plastic surgery, you know, ass implants, ass implants, uh, boobs, uh, mostly boobs, Botox. Uh, historically. Right. What Botox. I don't get Botox. <laughs> He's know, he's uh he's he's shocked. People would. He's he's shocked right now, but you wouldn't know. <laughs> mm. Well, let's get back to the movie. Uh, at least I, <laughs> I mean, or at best, what or, movie? Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Nice. Oh yeah, thanks for making me watch this. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So I want to also know: Is it fair to rewrite actual an actual sad event? Because think of Sharon Tate's family, Roman Polanski, who is fuck Roman Polanski. Yeah, I think so one of the dumbest lines in this person. whole movie when the, was when they were like, "Well, yeah," uh, they're, they're like, "Oh, I'd, he's just waiting around for Roman Polanski to uh, to eventually fuck up." Uh, and it's like nobody fucking thought that about Roman. It's not like he was like notoriously uh, gonna like like everybody fucked up back then and didn't get caught. <laughs> You know, he just got caught. Well, no, they were they all were, doing they were, terrible things. They were trying things. to explain, like, why the dude was still lingering around. There was just too many... Uh, Wait, when did he get in was, trouble? He got in trouble for uh, having sex with that underage person. I understand that, but this movie was put in 1969? This movie was right before that, and it was yeah. when... He's so, been in trouble for that long? I thought he, like, recently got in trouble. Oh, like, no, 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 no. It was in the 70s. It was in the 70s. It was in the 70s. And this so movie is 1960... Here's, so, but my thing is, is this is this movie was in 69. Okay. And then uh, so in real life, in real life, what happened was Roman Plansky, uh was with a bunch of younger models, never underage, but a bunch of younger models. Yeah. Then he got with Sharon Tate. She was the Angelina Jolie, the Zendaya, the hottest thing, the Margot Robbie of her time. And he was like, oh, I'm gonna get with that. So then he got with that. She was in Valley of the Dolls. He put her in a, one of his movies, married her, got her pregnant. She got murdered by the Manson family. Oh, spoiler for this movie. Jeez. Oh, I don't oh, know. They, oh, they, I, right. they oh, didn't get there in the movie. Oh, yeah. Because he, he rewrote that part anyway. That's yeah. right. Have a yeah. great night. Um, <laughs> great. But yeah, no, uh, uh, I, um, I feel like a lot of the name dropping in this movie was like, uh, was almost like oh my god i know that name you know like like they were it was like fan service to try to make people feel smart and uh and i don't know that uh just just having a ton of notable people all at a party in a movie and and you and you oh, make sure that everyone like, knows this person yeah, knows this person it's this just person fucking, knows. it's boring and and i think it's just oh that's supposed part. to make people feel at the like pool party oh, yeah, the pool, i know every, i know also, yeah. you know who, you know who did that well who had like uh just enough people just enough people as Marvelous Miss Maisel, right? Where like they would have, you know, like, I never saw that a few show. people here, a few people there that were actual historical, uh, like like uh, uh, comedians. But for the most part, it wasn't. You know, like if you're gonna rewrite history, just fucking rewrite it. You don't. Well, need to, I'm just saying for this for for Bep in this yeah. movie in this movie the actual timeline is is he got with a bunch of young women, then he got with Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate gets murdered. Then he meets this young model, quote unquote mm-hmm. model. He has sex with her. Her mom finds out about 
the sex. Yeah. Uh, files charges against Roman Polanski. Right. And then he flees to France and Romania and wherever else he goes. Because and he stayed there for 50 years? Because anywhere that doesn't have an extradition treaty with yeah. America because he was... Yeah, I'm just in my mind that he ran away only like 30 years ago, maybe, or 20 years ago. No, he's been gone. He's been gone for 50 years. But he's been making movies Still. in those countries. And people have traveled to those countries to make movies with him because amazing of how great of a director he is. And the mother of the woman who are the woman's family who he raped uh-huh. and Sharon Tate's family had something against this movie because they rewrote the history of what happened and like they painted him in a better light than he should have been. Yes. They were like, you, you literally just fucked over everything that we've been fighting for. You made him not look like an asshole. You're making Sharon Tate's family is like, you're making us think about our relative not being murdered. Like, of course that's the history we would want. Wow. So is it fair to them? That Quentin Tarantino rewrote it for this action man. And what was Quentin Tarantino's like? Does he secretly talk to Roman Polanski? I'm sure they do. I don't know. I, that that I don't know. Well, the two great, you know, they do the same job. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Quentin you know. Tarantino does because Quentin Tarantino talks to all the scumbags in Hollywood. Not that I say they're well, wrong. No, yeah, uh, yeah, originally, yeah. Um, when he was asked about it, I believe Quentin Tarantino defended Roman Polanski and said Hollywood defends Roman Polanski. No, Quentin Tarantino specifically did. I believe it was in an interview and he said, I don't believe Roman Polanski raped that girl. And then years later, when it started getting, you know, people on earth shit to try to cancel everybody, he kind of retracted. He's like, oh, he he absolutely I was wrong about what I said before. And he absolutely raped that. Well, he did that. We're going to get into this later, but he did the same thing with Harvey Weinstein. Because that was his thing with Harvey Weinstein was he knew more than what I think his exact words was uh, it was a slap on the ass type of a what was that show that came out the the fifties with the ads admin madman madman he said he thought it was like a madman type slap on the ass secretary type of thing going on but then that's what he said before me too. Then during me too, he when people were giving him shit. Well, he said he should have looked harder. He, said he should have he, said he shouldn't have thought that it was a bad type of thing. I knew more. Well, I that knew. sounds like fucking crocodile tears to me. Like he got he got caught saying some shit that he truly believed, and everyone kind of pointed out that it's fucked this, up that you said things like that. And now he's like, oh, we'll, we'll see what I actually have. I, I I take all that back. It's kind of like he retracted everything because. In today's viewpoint, it's like you can't have the madman slap on the ass secretary shit. So, right. Well, what you call that downline? Like when your mom says you smell like weed, you say you've been smoking cigarettes. No, but. Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's called downline. It's oh, you hide a lie by a lie that's not as bad. I didn't know that. Yeah, so whenever he's saying that, you know, I thought this was, which is wrong, but the madman is. Yeah, right. But I, mean, I know that, that Hollywood, Hollywood didn't believe Roman Polanski did anything wrong because in 2003, Roman Polanski won best, the best directing Oscar for the pianist. 
So wait, as he re- wrote the pianist. He directed the pianist. God damn it! It is so good, right? As yeah, recently, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've watched. I own it. I, no, it's a good movie. It's a really yeah, good yeah, movie. Yeah. But yeah. as recently as 2003, Hollywood did not. People literally traveled to France and Romania to be in the movie The Pianist with Roman Polanski. Well, that kind of makes sense. It was a World War II. And um, then when he, yeah. but when he won his Oscar, he wasn't at the Oscars because he couldn't be in America, but they gave him a standing ovation. All of Hollywood gave him a standing ovation. Interesting. And now all of Hollywood has turned around to say, you, Quentin Tarantino, are making him look like an angel. Because they can't say it. Wait, so let's talk about they, the time. They can't say that being canceled. Let's talk about the timeline. You said that with uh, probably 2003 pianist 2003, came 2003, the pianist oh won. My, oh, my God. So that and then what year was it when he's been gone 30 years before 1970 that? something, 70. like 1972, 73. So 30 years. 30 years. And then he makes a pianist 30 years later in another country. And everyone is giving him standing ovations. That's a good movie. No. And... <laughs> But then oh. cut to 2021 when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out, they're saying, oh, shame on you, Quentin Tarantino. You are making Roman Polanski look like a great person when the same people were the ones awarding Roman Polanski Oscars and traveling and do in it that wasn't his la- the pianist wasn't his last. I saw this movie. I mean, you know, like I'm one of I'm a person who like if I see something that's kind of shitty and problematic, even if it doesn't offend me, I still like like give it its due. You know, for being problematic, I feel like he like Roman Pulaski wasn't vilified or or, or uh, uh, turned into a hero in this. Like he was just sort of there as a cameo. Like he didn't, did he, he didn't really have, did he, he have words? He wasn't vilified. That's the whole thing. That's just the whole not thing. Because he right. wasn't specifically yes, vilified. The whole I mean, thing. Uh, uh, like it's once upon a time, right? It's a, it's a fake f- fucking, uh, all, yeah. all they had to do, all they had to do well, that's was the magic change get, yeah. the names, right? Just like how I said in uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, just change the names and then you don't need to worry about, uh, uh about doing, um, you know, like like having people, the families of of uh, victims and survivors being mad at you, and everyone still kind of knows who you're talking about without actually it being that person. That's kind of in a way lazy writing, and it's and you're playing to a, a lower uh, common denominator who just knows names of famous Hollywood people, and and you kind of don't make them think, and and you don't have to introduce a new character. You, you're their their literal history is doing a lot of the legwork for of your writing, you know. Like he didn't, we didn't have to learn much about half the characters in this movie because they were real people. So, so they didn't have to write anything into the script. I also didn't think that this was Quentin Tarantino's. I could, I'm not a fan of Quentin Tarantino, but I could say this wasn't his best. I would say it was. I, I would say close to the worst. I would say it's definitely not maybe second worst. Because they did a whole day in the life thing. I don't like, feel no like one, thinking about his worst. Movie I didn't see. Uh, yeah. I didn't see Hateful Eight, but from what oh. I heard, it's pretty bad. Uh, oh, I loved it. No, I, loved I liked it. I loved Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved just straight dialogue. You didn't like, like dirty Hateful dialogue. Eight? Like, just it was okay. Sit down and talk dialogue. Uh, like after, uh, so I did see uh, Django, but uh, after Inglorious Bastards, I'm in the very, very, very huge minority here. Uh, I decided that I was done watching his movies. I like Django. Well, when we no, come- I like Django, no, but, but Inglorious Bastards, I thought was pretty terrible. 
Well, when we come back, we'll talk about our favorite Quentin Tarantino movies, but we'll also talk about the most problematic thing with Quentin Tarantino, and that's his relationship with Harvey Weinstein. And we're going to get into that right after this advertising break. And it's like, go fuck yourselves. I that's less for me to do. You host this. <laughs> and welcome to a problem. No, fuck you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Devin's about to do work. <laughs> Jokes on you. I'm not doing shit. He doesn't watch the movies. He doesn't take notes. Nope. He waits for everybody to t- look at him and point at him when it's time to talk. That's right. Talk. <laughs> fuck you. I and hate, we're back. Peter. Peter okay. Gross. Here we go. And we're back. We're back and we're talking about Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I want to hear what you guys think was the most problematic thing about this movie. Um, besides feet. Damn it. That was my most Margaret problematic Robey's thing. gross feet in the movie uh, theater that she had on the top of the next seat in front of her. It was gross, dark, dirty oh, yeah, feet. That was, that was nasty. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't yeah, need to yeah. see that. I don't care. Well, Quentin like Tarantino. I said, Quentin Tarantino, he went on a dark turn. Like a, a regular feet's not good enough; they have to be filthy. <laughs> my thing were my thing was the uh, underage feet in the <laughs> car. Wait, we're not. All right, I'm about to leave. We're not. Ta- we're not talking about underage. Okay, keep going. In right. the car with Brad Pitt when she was like, "I'll suck your dick," and then she had her feet outside the window, and then Brad Pitt. Smell, that was the little girl from Kill Bill. That was her. That was the little girl from Kill Bill. Oh, shit. That was the wow. daughter. Well, her biggest breakthrough lately was Made. That came out on Netflix, I believe. Who? It's about a single mother who um, has gotten like just whose beat. biggest breakthrough? The uh, the the, girl? the hippie girl that offered Brad Pitt a blowjob that had foot pics in the car. That actress. Or, no, oh, wait, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry, no, because no, that's the her. word no, actress. The one who offered what? the one who she the yeah. one who he is buys the. Uh, it's the one like, who he buys the uh, acid uh, cigarette from—that's her. That's her. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I was. I was. Uh, sorry, listeners. I was half listening. I wasn't yeah, actually the, paying attention. Eight-year-old girl was like, "I'm not saying Atrix because that's ridiculous." Something yes. like that. And I'm. And I. I'm an actor. I, I'm an actor. I, absolutely. I'm not saying actress because that word is ridiculous. And I have another idea. I think in the military there should only be sir. Why? Because it's all about uh, laconics, you know, laconics from Laconia Peninsula in uh, in Greece and, and Sparta. When the Spartans were shouting commands at each other, everything had to be as short as possible and loud and precise. You can't be having mams and sirs. Just right. throw that out. Well, it is true. Yeah, Man, mam is much longer than sir. Right. And everything <laughs> has to be done quickly in, in, in I was military. Joking. It's the exact yeah. same as souls. Yeah, so that's just my little my little tidbit. I think uh, ma'am should be thrown out in the military. It should be sir. And I don't know how we got here. Where, uh, we, where got, we got, we got, that. That. that was not us. Bad facts. Uh, bad facts. Bad facts. Bad facts. Bad facts. Yeah, a little too much ranch today. <laughs> um, I wanted to know what everyone thought the most problematic part of this movie was. Oh. Devin's was Margot Robbie's feet on the front of the, uh, 
The theater chair. The theater chair. Mine were, my most problematic was that underage girl trying underage to Underage feet. Underage Under, feet. Uh, and then I was about to leave. We're not trying about to get. <laughs> well, it was, it was mostly the underage girl trying to give old Brad Pitt a so blowjob, think- which makes it even worse that it was the younger. It was, it makes it worse that Quentin Tarantino knew her as a young No, that's not her. No, girl. no, no, no. I was wrong. I, I wasn't listening to what y'all were talking about. No. The girl, I tried to say this, the girl who sold him the, uh, acid, the acid cigarette, cigarette that's her. The other girl, the other girl uh, is a working actor. So he didn't even give her a full scene in the movie? He gave her yeah. a flashback? Fuck Quentin Tarantino! Yeah. Fuck him and his feet! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which, doesn't he have a gross... Face? And we're not... You okay. are. We're, we're not yes, you are. kink-shaming you anyone. Say, you can't say, Except for Quentin I'm not Tarantino. racist, but... And then it absolves you. So you, you are yes, kink-shaming. You, you are kink-shaming. You are kink-shaming. I'm kink-shaming Quentin Tarantino. Um, because I know other people that might have a foot fetish, but they don't shove their foot fetish in my face. Wait. Or they don't like... What there was thing? Okay, so I read an article on the internet one time about... <laughs> About a man, a man, and a man. Tell us about this Cassie and uh, I read. I read. I read (laughs) an article about this man, and he was. He wrote a blog, and he was like this. He was sitting at a Starbucks, and he had flip flops on. And this one man was like, "Oh my God, you have sexy feet!" And then the the guy was like, "Thank you. Leave me alone." (laughs) As most normal people should. And then the, the guy was like. Oh my God, I can't help it. And then he started to rub this one man's feet and he, the guy was like, I have to leave. I have to leave right now. And he was like, that was an invasion of his personal oh and private space. And that's how I feel about Quentin Tarantino when he shoves his foot fetish in my face, an invasion of my personal and private space. So I feel every single fucking day of my life. <laughs> you just reminded me, people. I would have forgotten about this forever, a gay experience I've had. <laughs> all right well uh that's it for this today's show we're gonna have to let y'all wonder what, what he was about to say talking about this is what the today's show is about the, i was going to lsu i was at the uh, the mall of you're gonna Baton tell Rouge. us fucking anywhere you're gonna you? tell yeah, us about yeah. your foot fetish gay experience yes and it was it was pretty weird was um, there docking no um Damn. what is it the mall of america uh-huh. what is it a blue and, bonnet yeah, on Blue Bonnet, and, uh-huh. and I was going there. Uh, I was going to LSU, and I went to go buy some some hip shoes or whatever. And I went to those one of those. Ah, I can't remember what name of the store was. It's probably not at Madden's. Yeah, Steve Madden. Steve Madden's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The store. And so there was, it was the guy was obviously gay. And during the time when I got the shoes and I wanted to put them on, he wanted to be involved the entire way. And you uh, wanted to be involved in your feet. Yes, he wanted to like make sure, like to squeeze them a little to make. I mean, sure it's a they, good. Uh, that's a good job if you're a foot guy. Uh, get a fucking and, job and, at and a he, shoe store. And you know? he molested my feet trying to like fit him in the shoe. Did you? Uh, did, you, you <laughs> did you get aroused? No. Did you buy the shoes? Well, no, I was. I'm, I'm, I always just try to be amenable. Did uh, you buy the amenable. shoes? Uh, yeah, I I did. And then, <laughs> They didn't fit well. Yeah, right. But you felt like you had to. You because just you had, like, I'm you experienced here. something with him, and you felt like you you owed him that you had to buy the shoes. That well, just said well, he here you go. The, he did finger bang the fuck out of my toe space, so I had to buy. Bab said shoes. here, take this, take my credit card. I want to get out of here. And he oh. came back the next week. They don't even fit well. I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just remember, I told uh, the person that was cutting my hair that um, when someone cuts my hair and I don't like it, I get real excited. And I'm like, I really like the way you cut my hair. What days do you work? Oh, my God. And then so you can you, never show up when they work the ever again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that uh-huh. way I don't have to make anything uncomfortable about Whatever. Well, I like Bab, to make people's so job nice. easy. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't like to freak out about. I'm anything. that way when uh, if I go to a restaurant like often, and when I walk in and they go, uh, "Oh, you want this?" and uh, and and they get it right, I'm like, I'm like, well, never coming here again. <laughs> I don't want you to know me. <laughs> I want to, I want weird. to, I want to eat my food uh, uh, anonymously like every single time. Like, demonic like <laughs> yeah. uh, troll. As soon as you yeah. know me, I'm like, well, <laughs> nice knowing you. <sighs> you know. Uh, Talking about the whole weird foot fetish thing, we uh, both Bap and I had a coworker years ago that oh, no. would go out after work after we all got off a shift. All of his money. It would take all of his money and go to the strip club and pay to go in VIP and pay the strippers to put their feet <clears throat> in all kinds of places, but especially in his mouth. All the time after work. Have you ever smelled strippers? I'm not. Shoes? Strippers famously don't wash anything. Oh, their feet. I remember going yes, to. They, well, they do because they have to shoot heroin in between oh, their toes. Oh, between their toes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We're not king shaming and we're not stripper shaming. No, we're not no, doing that. No, I just think that, I just think that uh, on Bourbon Street, anybody who has walked down that street uh, in flip flops uh, or whatever, uh, people who work out there, where. Uh, then uh, that's not going near uh, anywhere. Well, to, to be honest, like no, no stripper ever has let flip flops on their feet from their car to their work because they do not want dirty feet because everyone is oh, almost on eye level foot for oh, their that's true. Foot. That's true. And that's I was disgusting. thinking that they kind of wear uh, uh, loose tearaway, cl- you know, like they, they don't yeah. wear real clothing. They no. wear baggy, whatever. And, and yes. a flip flop would be something easy to uh to because you're just about you're about to change in a second indeed you know so, oh, but i guess you're right shit. they wouldn't wear flip-flops okay no absolutely not and a fun fact uh flip-flops came that from fact. japan after world war ii mm-hmm. and uh a fun story uh when i was like 13 maybe i can't remember uh i was going out my dad said i could only have two types of haircut a crew cut or parted and uh so he was that type of guy and he saw flip-flops for the first time when I was wearing them to go out because it was cool. It was, and, and he grabbed my hand and threw it back in. He was like, get those fruit sandals off your feet. <laughs> wow. Fruit sandals. Fruit sandals. Yeah. My yeah. lord. Yeah. So he, well, was, he was not a fan of flip-flops. It's the only kind of shoe I will be wearing from now on. <laughs> fruit sandals? Are fruit sandals. I love it. Um... Okay. What, what are we fucking talking about again? What, we were talking what? about the most problematic thing about this about movie. The entire uh, podcast, aren't we? we <laughs> no, got, we, we were talking a, about the most problematic gotta, thing that you guys okay, found in this okay. movie, and only Devin and I went so far. <laughs> I was trying. I mean, in, in all fairness, I tried. Okay, Matt, what is your most uh, problematic I thing? I don't think that this movie is very problematic, to be honest. I think that uh, that it, that it's not... Uh, good enough to even be problematic it's sort of uh boring and monotone and it's not you know like much like most of the movies that we talk about in this podcast the things that y'all said aren't necessarily problematic they're just things that y'all don't like yeah like well well, what about bruce i was about to say bruce willis bruce lee's portrayal yeah his family so just because they're just because they're upset about it doesn't mean it's actually problematic 
You know, I mean, like, because like you should be like, smart enough. They are Tarantino's. Just they are. Whatever. It's called Once Upon a Time. It is a fictional movie. That's what Once Upon a Time means. You know, so yeah, but if it's, it's a fictional movie involving non-fictional people, characters, that's the whole problem. How boring would it be as if, if he just uh, uh, let every just? It'd have to be better story things, writing. Uh, I mean, but like, I think it would be boring if he just like things from uh, uh from his biography. He just reenacted it on on screen, right? So that's why I said change the name. And then you can do whatever you want. Doesn't have to be Bruce Lee. Indeed, you can just come up with some other name, and we know that it's a stand-in for Bruce Lee, but it's not actually Bruce Lee. And you can have all the liberties you want. Oh, you don't piss anybody off. It's not fun that it's way. Not, Bab it's doesn't not, like because Bab to you on a fucking Bab likes to poke the bear. Bab likes uh, to be like, look uh, at how annoying this is. No, it's fun. It's fun though, Quint. You could do to know who you you're talking to, right. know who it is. Oh, it's no, fun. Is there but it's also right. it's also doesn't doesn't uh, challenge you at all. None of this challenges anybody. This movie doesn't challenge you at all. Well, actually, uh, so the first time I saw this movie, in my mind afterwards, I thought that Bruce Lee got his ass kicked. But then the second time I watched it, okay, so he kicked him down, and then he used that to get the better of him, throw him to the car. Right. So that, and this then the never third happened. time, it was, it was equal. Uh, that's so what Bruce, Lee's, really, Bruce um, Lee's family uh, says that this never happened. Yeah, well, was, of course it didn't. Uh, yeah, I would have been no, upset but, if I was his family too, saying Quentin Bruce Tarantino is this amazing, says like martial that artist there was a, and some random stunt dude just like throwing you down. No, that's well, not Quentin how that Tarantino works. does say that there was a stunt man who fought him and got the better of him. Bullshit. Oh, I call bullshit. I did not know that. I call bullshit on Quentin Tarantino's whole thing because I don't believe anything he says. Because of his relationship well, with Harvey Well, we can't Weinstein. call bullshit if he actually said it. We could call bullshit if we think it happened, but we don't, we don't bullshit call bullshit on, of whether he said it. No, I call bullshit on what he said. I call bullshit on what he said. Okay. I call bullshit on what he said. Both camps have uh, a lot of reason to think that their version is real, you know? So either side could be lying, because Bruce Lee's family doesn't get a whole lot of screen time at this point. And uh, and they 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 got in the news for a little while, and you know, I mean, yeah. But but the the more plausible idea is an actual martial artist is going to beat the shit out of a stunt guy, of course, right? Uh, Regardless of like uh, oh, Bruce oh, Lee's family, like also, being, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Both those people are dead. <laughs> like like it doesn't really matter. Ultimately, it's called Once Upon a it Time. Matters for, it matters, matters, for matters ultimately, to be, ultimately, but it's honestly, just supposed to be exactly. Nothing yeah. matters. Exactly. But, so but, why, uh, but why it they does matter for their legacy. You could you could say that based on who you are, but yeah. based well, on no, their but I mean, is is that uh, it, it, I would rather have an interesting See, that's movie. That's Bruce that Lee yelling people. at you right now. <laughs> that light, that thunder and lightning is Bruce outside. Lee. Is like fuck you. Yeah. Brandon Lee is gonna come back and fucking do some weird shit now. The crow's gonna show up when you're leaving <laughs> to get on the car. I'm gonna wait here until the morning and drive in New Orleans with Devin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but do you remember that the early 2000s or the 90s when like a guy would try to be sexy and for Halloween you dress like the crow. Uh, Remember that? That was yeah, like the thing. That was the again, costume. Again, what? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about all things. That was before you were born. That are but, not um, challenging. <laughs> easy. Oh, you have to do that uh, on the microphone. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could do that because I suck dick a lot. Jesus. That's that, how you get, uh, that means he's sassy. That's how you get that skill. Um, I just had a gay man rub my feet. So that's all I know. If a gay man ever tried to rub my feet, it would be the end. It would be over. I've kicked gay men out for less. You have. Oh. I've heard. Like, no. 
That's gross. But what would you allow him to do? Just joking. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Well, let's get through <laughs> let's the move li- on. <laughs> would you like the list? Um, <laughs> I want to talk about if Quentin Tarantino should, what if he should have been allowed to make this movie? Because everyone was getting canceled at the time. He already got in trouble with his movie Django. Which a lot of people probably the movie we should have done. I don't find that problematic. But we, I, don't, I don't find I this one problematic. Find anything problematic in this movie? And I, I, I it was hard watching. This what do you also. find problematic about Django? The, the, the N word a lot. Ridiculous. The most. Wait, wait, it, did it break a record for the N word? I think it did. I think it broke a record. I found and okay. then the not too long. Remember, we talked about this in one of our episodes mm-hmm. uh, about few uh, a few months ago. And I was, I didn't realize that this movie was made not that long ago. Well, and we've all seen Django, so we can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. But, um, because we're talking about Quentin Tarantino as yeah. a whole here. Quentin Tarantino, I don't find Django like, problematic. It's like, it's like Quentin Tarantino, he's such an artist. He's so good. You know, well, yeah, they say. And there were can, no feet in he Django. Can, uh, use the N word that many times. He didn't and use it, the N word. He had, he, well, he didn't say people, it. He was behind the camera. He had black people use it, and he had Leonardo. It was in a historical context, and I hate when there are histor. I hate just like I hate when people are banning books now because, like, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, they use the N word in that in that book, and it's like, okay, yeah, it was during that time. It was what they said. I hate whitewashing history okay in django unchained it was during this time of slavery when it was oh how many people for dinner three whites and a nigger like (laughs) (laughs) that that is what and i know i'm not supposed to say that so bleep me whatever um that's what was said and i didn't find in a historical context if we're being historically accurate which i found a lot of that movie was and i don't like to give quentin tarantino that much credit but as historic as a historical accuracy goes i found that historically accurate this movie i didn't find any of that movie problematic it was very real there was an uncle tom there was the freed slave there were slaves there were a bunch of racist white people who ripped people to shreds with dogs there was the charismatic landowner plantation man. Like I didn't find it. I didn't find a problem with that movie. The only problem I found with that movie is Quentin Tarantino made it and fuck him. Yeah. So I believe it was, I just looked it up 110 times. The N word was used in Django. And I'm pretty sure in the South, 110 times in five minutes would be when the N word was used. I'm not, upset about it because i found it i found the for me as a black person and i say black i'm not african-american i went to africa and they told me i am not african that lady, they do that i heard that i heard about t- that <laughs> that, that was on a comedy skit I, th- I think this black guy he went to africa and they laughed at him they called um, him white i went to africa <laughs> yeah. i went to africa and i was i said oh my god like i got off the plane Side tangent. I got yeah. on a plane and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in the motherland. I'm home. I'm home. They're like, no. And the lady that was in the taxi driving me to the uh, hotel was like, African-American. You are not African. African-American. African. You are 
Wait, you are not black. You are Ooh, wonderful. She I love this told, accent. Yeah, she that told was good. Me, yeah, that was better than your German accent. That, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. She told me I was not African. I was American. You are not African. You are American. And I yeah. was told that I was American. And she said, Your people got caught. So my people got caught, is what she said. Okay. And I'm not. I'm. I had nothing to do with Africa, or the, I did not all grow up in Africa. All the ridiculous turmoil that happened in Africa from the time of and this slavery, was when I went uh, to, to. I was in Kenya. Okay. When I was told this by this woman, and she also had every right to tell me this because, like, I flew in, and I was like, "There's hotels here," and she was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Oh <laughs> man! So like, you were like I, being like. Yeah! Wow. I, he was being a tourist, and she—I literally just yeah. the fuck out of tourists. I literally just graduated from high school, and I was in my freshman year of college, and I went to Kenya, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's hotels, there's cars." Because like, when Have you ever done your genealogy, you and America out, tries uh, to teach you that, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I thought that there was like huts and like whatever, and she was like. and so for me i i call myself black but when i watched this movie i was like oh i don't feel bad that white people are uncomfortable with django unchained because it should make you uncomfortable that that, it's not problematic it's what it's what it, it what it's what it was the only thing that would make it better is if a black director had directed it because it would have been more accurate, I believe, because I think that Quentin Tarantino's probably was like, "Okay, stop here. That's enough. I'm starting to feel bad." That's just me. Well, that's just I always me. think that like, uh, so I don't find the that last movie problematic. Of the using the N word is going to be black comedians, but when you have people like Quentin Tarantino who are just like blowing black comedians out of the water, then we're, we're we have another few centuries to go. Before. I don't think that he blew them out of the water. I just think that he had the access and the resource to do it because yeah. at the time when he was doing it, he was friends with a then free and sexually molesting Harvey Weinstein. And we're going to get into the Harvey Weinstein of it all. Thank you, Beth, for that transition right after this ad break. High five, Beth. High yeah. five. And we're back, back, back again for our final segment of Quentin Tarantino's bullshit. Should Quentin Tarantino be canceled? For his foot fetish, yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. you, can, you can have your king, just I don't want to see it. Uh, he has one more movie, and that's what he says. It's going to be one more he movie. I think he really said that several years ago also. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to do this. Every movie. fucking artist out there has a last one. He doesn't, well, this is, never he doesn't look that young. This is 10 so movies. Directors. Same thing with your, uh, your uh, what's his name? Your clerks guy. Uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was supposed to be is done like close? six or seven movies ago. Yes. Hold on. Is he getting close to 60? Who? I'm sure. 100%. Quentin Tarantino. He, his first movie was in up. like 90, 90. 
91 or something, 92. What was his first movie? Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. yeah he actually hit, hit on so the good. spot. He's uh, 60 years old, exactly. Yeah, I actually. Reservoir like Dogs movie. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never God. saw that movie. Uh, what? You, what? You have the weirdest. I haven't seen movies. Like some say, it's his best. Uh, some at this table, maybe. Uh, Pulp Fiction might yeah. be heralded as it's, his best more than. Reservoir it doesn't matter Dogs. what it's heralded. I mean, like it's he said, some people say, you yeah. know, like yeah, for sure, Pulp Fiction. Popular is considered opinion. that, but yeah. for me, uh, those two are easily his best movies, and I go Reservoir Dogs first because that screenplay is fucking tight. Like I, I read that screenplay uh year after years and years and years of uh of liking that movie and it's so fucking good. Like he he put it on screen like exactly the way he wrote it. There's no no playing around. It's just like that is what he wrote. That is what's on there and for a first try at a movie, like that's fucking amazing. So fucking good. Oh, I I'd like to go out on a little tangent here. Um Go ahead. Quentin Tarantino, um, he reminds me of Stephen King in a way where they're they're like it's all about writing, writing, and throw it away, write it, throw it away, write it, throw it away, write it, throw it away. So on Inglorious Bastards, when they had the scene where they were in the basement with the uh, he was there was a spy, and then they were playing the game where they put the things on their forehead and that whole thing. He just went on some strange obsession, and he wrote, he threw it away, he wrote, threw it away. And now when you think about the movie, that's what you think about. And it's supposed to be just like a a nothing, let's just get through this thing. But it made it the best part of the movie because he just kept writing. I didn't really enjoy that movie, but uh, the oh. thing that I think about immediately is how, okay, y'all, everyone is going to yeah. hate me, mm-hmm. how bad Brad Pitt was in it. Like that accent was not good. It doesn't really make sense narratively. <laughs> like none of that makes sense narratively. Like it's just sort of in there. Like sometimes he he pigeonholes things that are just supposed to be badass. I guess he's making fun of America. But he um, just he just makes things that are just supposed to be badass. In Nebraska, for the sake of being badass. Yeah, he was yeah. from and, Nebraska. And I preferred to have a little more substance than badass. See, that 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 movie was my introduction into Christoph Waltz. Oh. Right. He does a he, he does I, a great job. Yes, it was amazing. I love Christoph uh, Waltz in that. It's great. Right. Yes. But I mean, uh he's a better actor than that script is. Like I think True. that I don't I just don't think it's I think that I think that it's I can understand why people like that movie, but I found it to be like like one of his more uh more like tedious movies where like you can just like try you can tell that he's like aiming so hard to be like super cool and and badass and like and have people go oh my god i can't believe he did that and and i i enjoy subtlety the movie is the opposite of subtlety you know that's all i just enjoy subtlety a little bit more than that movie has to offer i got you yeah i like a uh, peanut butter and ice cream and my butthole you know, uh, popsicles. No subtlety. Uh, <laughs> it was a line from a movie. I forgot it, but uh, I'm an easy man to please uh, when it comes to, you know, I, I was just talking to a film critic earlier today and he was very like, oh, Quentin Tarantino. The nose went up immediately. You know, Why? Because anything that's too mainstream that's not good. It has to be obscure band. That, that, you know, that's, like that's it has for a lot of elitists. As, it, yeah. as soon as it gets mainstream, it sucks. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been guilty of that fucking trope a lot of times with, you know, music. I'm like, oh, 
They're popular. They used to be way better when no one knew who the fuck they were. Right, right, right. I Those... mean, except for Metallica, your favorite is you think they get better, don't you? Who? Metallica gets better and better. Is, yeah, is they're, your opinion? they're just top of their game right now. <laughs> when they're 70, they're going to be. No. no, they're just rocking out They've right now. They've just been straight uphill since Kill 'em All. God. Well, I'll drink the rest of this bottle of vodka. Should. He's back, Daniel. Hey, what's up? <laughs> You took it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He woke, he woke up just now. The thunder was gonna make him. No, <laughs> oh, I was letting y'all talk about all your things. I was letting. We can talk about feet again if you'd like. No, thank you. I'm good on that. I'm great on that. I was letting y'all talk about all your uh, other things. <laughs> Doing some research. I was. Okay, so what's up? I was. And what'd you find? He was Facebooking. Don't let him lie to you. I was Facebooking, but I also found... <laughs> he forgot you could see his phone. <laughs> no, but I also found a bunch of stuff on Quentin Tarantino and... Uh, a bunch of stuff. bunch of stuff. And uh, and what's his face? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, we we're supposed to talk about him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, him, him and his brother. Him and his brother. So Quentin Tarantino and Harvey Weinstein made... After, because I had never seen Reservoir Dogs, and I had never seen, what's that other movie? Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I never seen. What's wrong with you? I haven't seen shit, and I've seen Pulp Fiction. Well, here's the thing. Some people say Pulp Fiction is the best movie they've ever seen in their entire life. Oh, wow. That's bold. That's a bold statement. Well, I guess it depends on. Especially back then. Two things, or several things, but like one is, where were you when it came out, right? Was it like 95? Like you know, like where were you in your life? Did it because it because it, it is a a very bold movie that has a lot going on, so you would be um, uh, impacted by it in that way. Also, like, do you watch really good films? Right? If you don't, then fucking Pulp Fiction is the top, right? But there's obviously like you know, like uh, Quentin Tarantino has does a very very good job of making you feel like like you're getting something. That's like really, really, really like like uh, literary and and like you're you're grasping a, a difficult concept when it's not actually that difficult of a concept, you know. Uh, so you know, like a movie like uh, Pulp Fiction feels like an art film to them, but then it's a Hollywood movie oh, to other yeah, people. Lolly, it's, it's, lollipops you know, and ice cream, you know. It's no tusk. Just saying. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I. I don't even know how I sat through. There was like Tusk has Tusk has Tusk has like and you just like okay, you just like the production company. Uh, no, I. Uh, uh, you gonna tell me what I like? I like the fucking movie. I've never heard you say anything bad about uh, about twenty four. Yeah, but you don't know. Um, you don't know what it but, means um, to be a walrus. But it's just so like uh, the you don't the you don't uh, understand what it. is it? There, it, it? There's like a uh, like a literal. I can't remember the exact. I like, can't help it. Eight twenty four. Don't miss, bitch. Thirty minute, uh, an actual thirty minute long monologue. Like that's that's the worst. You can't do a thirty minute monologue on a uh, in a in a in a fucking movie. It's the worst. <laughs> okay, so Quinter Harvey Weinstein yep. produced nine of Quentin Tarantino's ten upcoming films. Yeah. Um, and wait, upcoming? He has ten. This is about Total to be films. his total. Okay, yep. this is about to be his tenth film that he has coming up. Yeah. What is it? I don't know yet. He hasn't oh. announced. Okay. He has announced that he's doing a tenth film. It's his last one because he said cinema's dead. Yeah, because of streaming. Yeah, yeah. He's mad at streaming. He hates streaming. 
and he doesn't want to do it anymore. It That's just, some gatekeeping right there. Jesus Christ. Just so happens to be the time that he has been called out on his relationship with Harvey Weinstein. And he's upset and people are upset about it. And he's just like, well, I'm only going to do one more movie. I believe him. That would be super amazing if everybody who uh, supported and was supported by Harvey Weinstein all retired at once. Like the turnover and how fresh Hollywood would become would be actually probably really interesting because so many people would have to leave because he was such a, a, a big player in he was in, carrying in, people's yeah uh, right like like there's so many huge hollywood stars all have ties to him if they all got forced into retirement all at once i bet you uh movies would become really 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 uh innovative and interesting well i'm asking if he deserves to make another movie because and i quote yeah. quentin tarantino says tarantino admitted at the time that he, at the time he was aware of weinstein's behavior to a degree, but he stressed to Chris Wallace that he never knew about such behavior that his behavior included sexual assault. And the quote is, I'd never heard stories that came out later at all. I did hear stories about how inappropriate he was with women, but I chose to make my films instead of listening to the women. Does he deserve the right to make his next film? And did he deserve the right to make this deserves one? Deserves the right to Ooh. make it. I'm not going to see it. And not only for that reason, but that, that will factor in. I just won't see it unless you make me see it for this podcast. <laughs> like, I, w- I, wouldn't have seen, the- I wouldn't have seen this movie. You wouldn't have saw you. you it, let me ask you this. Would you object? Would you sit out of this podcast if we were like, we're going to do this movie? Wait, he's doing it right now. I'm yeah. professional now. He's doing it right. We're talking about Quentin Tarantino right now. Right now, he's making. Podcast. He's and, making and a movie. And Matt is sitting right next to me, and he's talking. And he's making Matt? a movie. Oh, but so if we made another one, would Matt sit out? We're mm-hmm. talking about it right now. No, no. So, so I already said that. I mean, if I if I believed it that much, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. You know. Yeah. So, so like to me, everyone has a right to do whatever the fuck they want, but. The power that we have is to not support it, right? Oh. Like the power we have is to not Good support. Good old fashioned it. boycott. Yeah. No, you could you can not support anything you don't want to support. You know, like like everyone only makes money off of things because people give it to them. The people Just vote don't for give their them feet. fucking money. You yeah. know, and they don't have the power to do whatever they want anymore. Should know? he be as liable for choosing his career? over the women and their feet i mean he was in a place of power (laughs) he did not need any of that he could have easily made all those movies without harvey weinstein what about you you think what about you after movie number one after pulp fiction why did it have to be harvey after pulp fiction not movie number one but after 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 pulp fiction i think i think uh miramax also did uh um, Miramax, uh, uh, so uh, he Reservoir made Reservoir Dogs. So he made Reservoir Dogs. Miramax bought it. Right. Okay. And then he made yeah. Pulp Fiction. Pulp with Fiction Miramax. under Miramax. Right. And okay. heard the marriage happened. So, and then heard about so I think they what don't Harvey count, was doing. Right. So they don't count Reservoir Dogs, even though it was eventually distributed by Miramax. Anyway. Yes. 
So really, all of his movies were, right? Yes. Yeah. But he felt loyalty right. to Harvey. Right. It was pretty terrible. Uh, that said, I'm not a person who, uh, who cancels. I just don't support uh, people who I don't think uh, are worthy of support. You know? That's my feelings on it. You guys? Well, he'll go down as one of the best movie makers of all time. You think he's one of the best directors? Yes. I don't think he's one of the best directors. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, movie snobs be like, you know, like, I want to throw up if I see his his style again. I love David Lynch. Yeah, but you don't understand David Lynch because probably he doesn't even understand himself at the time he's. Is the greatest movie director Ari Aster? (laughs) (laughs) Ari Aster doesn't understand himself. That's fair. Well, what was uh, some of Roman Polanski's other great movies besides The Pianist? I, I didn't do my homework on that. Uh, uh, Roman Polanski's other yeah. movies? Yeah, actually, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. I love. Was his but uh, big but, he, one. That but was the, I'm not a huge fan of his movies. Like you know, uh, that's the thing. Is like so The Pianist might be the best in your mind. Well, I mean, as far as the ones I enjoy, yeah, like like uh, what Valley of the Dolls. I don't think is great. Valley of the Dolls. Yeah, that 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 goes over my head. You've never even heard that term. No. It's kind of like a like I would say the name is even more famous than the actual movie itself. Well, that's he cast his wife Sharon Tate in that. That's the movie that was in. He's saying that like she didn't deserve it. She did. Wait, in this movie they say he looks very boyish. In real life, in 1969, he, everybody was. Yeah, yeah, he looked very boyish. He's young. Okay. He's and he's also a uh, little guy. Oh, he's short. Yeah, he's a diminutive uh, fellow. He's a little bitty troll person. <laughs> and he, he's vertically challenged, okay? I say he's a little bitty troll person because he's a little bitty troll. Because oh, he man. did what he did to that other little lady, and that was evil. And then um, he disappeared for and then he uh, disappeared. 50 years. <laughs> like Rumble Stillskin. Yeah. Well. What was uh so what would Daniel what would your favorite um Quentin Tarantino movie be? My first Quentin Tarantino. You've not seen the first two. Wait, the wrong person. The first that. the first Quentin Tarantino movie I ever saw was Kill Bill because I was uh, in high school. And were you pretending to be straight and white? Because straight white dudes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I love took that movie. I took my uh I took my soon to be ex husband to go see that oh, movie. Yeah? And it was He loved it, huh? It was our it was our movie because we both were angry and young inside. <laughs> I really liked it, uh, and but he a was, lot of that was because I didn't. I again, I knew a little bit about movies, and it and it and it very 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 much spoon fed like the history of cinema to me, and it made me feel like like oh I'm. I, I'm so smart. Look at me understanding his references, you know, and uh, and being young when it came out, that was that was the you know, like that's like one of his things that he's good at. Oh, that is 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 really leading you into thinking that Easter. you're smarter than. Not to say people that like it can't be smart, but that that uh, he's smarter than he is. That that the viewer is smarter than they are. See, that's what. My, I would say my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. 
Um, and I guess it's for that reason. I felt very smart watching that movie. I was like, right when you're young, you can just be like, people. Oh, I totally understand uh, uh, these movies. Uh, no, uh, uh, he's he's not. I would it's say, not that he's fuck a, these white people. I think that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just not a, a huge fan. Uh, he he worked uh, a very early, especially early on really closely with Robert Rodriguez. What do y'all feel about him? I don't think Robert Rodriguez. Is I think Robert Rodriguez. Say it. Say it. Say it. I think he I comes just out. Say who it is? Because I don't even know who you're talking about. Robert Rodriguez is a director. Okay. Um, and I think Robert Rodriguez comes out, directs his movies, uh-huh. goes back home, closes the blinds, and minds his goddamn business. And what did he make? But you didn't answer my question at all. You like him? Desperado. You think he's a good uh, uh, director? Desperado. I think he's okay. Faculty. So oh wait, that, Quentin Tarantino hard, didn't no. make from Dustal Dawn. I don't think okay. he's very good. Yeah, um, I, I think that he's not very good. Uh, I think he's very popular with the same people who like Quentin Tarantino. I mean, so Quentin Tarantino wrote from Dustal Dawn and Robert yeah. no. gets directed it. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's and then a, uh, and yeah. then uh, and, in and True Romance. Uh, people oh. people think that that's a uh, uh, that was directed by Tarantino and that was only written by him. Uh, all of these movies, I think. I don't enjoy as much as most people do, you know, like I think they're kind of cheesy and I don't know. I, I just don't get the hype as much as other people do, you know? Oh, spy kids. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's, Roger, that's yes. a real hard the hit. Fal- the faculty. Yes. I kind of like that movie. That movie love that movie. Uh, we covered that not, movie on my other podcast, blood rain every Monday and Thursday. That would be one where I, I would agree with uh, Daniel that he just sort of phoned that one in. Like yeah. it doesn't have his hallmarks at all. Uh, but uh, I like it. I like the faculty, but I don't think it feels like one of his movies. Question: After his tenth movie, is his tenth? He is making a movie today. Okay. So not can he make movies today? Yeah. But will his tenth movie do well after all of the shit that he's been thrown under? Yes. It'll, I just it'll can't do wait just to fine. See it'll do just fine. He's brilliant enough to make a great last movie or is it just gonna be a big old like fart noise like in a toilet do you think that this movie was a big fart noise oh yeah i'm so glad this <laughs> wasn't his last movie because it is to me it was like yeah. the ninth worst and I don't, i'm not sure what his worst one but this is yeah. close to it yeah it just dragged on i just didn't care really. like the, the first hour and a half of the know. movie it's like just i i get that's a day in a life kind of movie yeah but it's like I don't care about any of this. Like, like the big, the big, the, uh, the big gripe the about this movie about. and which is, never came. The big yeah. gripe about this movie is that they were like, you know, uh, re that he was um, uh, reimagining the Manson family and stuff. And honestly, that's when the movie got yes. way less boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like those were probably like the most colorful characters in the movie. Those are the who, best written characters. Right. In the that's it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean, that's what Quentin Tarantino does. He does violence. That's yeah. all he does is violence. Well, that's, how about he went well they were violence and feet. I'm talking violence about and feet. <laughs> that's it. That's Jesus all he's got. Christ. Blood Blood foot violence. Can you, can you, can you yell it louder? <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that's Quentin Tarantino is violence and feet. And that's all he has. And violent feet. Yeah. Well, so, so I would I would watch if you, if you watch if you watch that one movie with Rose McGowan and she has that uh 
That machine gun leg, yes, violent feet. Oh. Was that Robert Rodriguez as well? That was Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino okay. that directed that movie. Oh, so so uh, oh, Robert Ro- again, not a fan of Robert Rodriguez. His was better than Tarantino's half because nah. uh, he did a zombie one, and everyone knows. Yeah, wasn't like a zombies. double feature. Yeah, yeah, Death Proof and yes. the other one, the uh, the one that I liked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know the one you don't like. That name. Uh. No. But yeah, no, uh, uh, like it, uh, so what I like about early, again, you've never seen it. What I like about early Tarantino was that it wasn't just about the violence. There was a lot of really, really, really good dialogue. And, um, or I guess in my opinion, fine. If you don't like the dialogue, I think it was very, very, uh, well-written dialogue and different, innovative, you know, definitely not, uh, what people were used to, uh, around uh you ever like 1991 or whatever it came yeah out. so whenever i say how good he was a lot of people got snooty when they got older and this or that but they don't remember you need what to they... keep context of when it came out yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, when it came out it was unlike anything that right you know right incredible. I, 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 i'll always go back to that when we talk about problematic things on this podcast i like you know people say oh this is disgusting i can't believe it and i'll always 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 reference the year that it came out because i think it's really 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 important to talk about what was normal at that time you know like once upon a time in hollywood just came out so we already know we know exactly what was normal i don't think that this movie pushes a lot of buttons i think it's more boring than problematic Oh, like uh, like the Western, uh, when he drove into that hippie town and all those hippie girls were taking advantage of that old guy that owned that little yeah. place Spawn Ranch. that took yep. forever Spawn, yeah. for him to go in there and find out that he's just an old man that just doesn't give a shit. And you see, he's, that, he's, that took forever. So you didn't like that part? That was awful. I actually liked that part a lot. Oh. I thought that that was the best uh, uh, character work in the movie was beginning at that scene. That scene was when... I finally felt like, oh, look, this movie's starting. Dude, they should have elaborated on uh, the stunt double with Cliff. A little bit more. Yeah, Yeah. they should have elaborated on his character more than anything because it seemed like he had a very interesting, like, kind of World War II or whatever. uh, He had a backstory. Yeah, he had a backstory. He had a backstory. He wasn't allowed on sets anymore. Like, and they killed his wife. Like, killed his wife. Also, that, yeah, they were worried about He killed his wife. Like, that. it was a. It was a mess. They, they don't actually show yeah. it, right? But uh, oh, but they do imply that he did do it. He harpooned her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah. Which, uh, so, you know, it, it seems like that he could have been a did. really, really interesting character. And they kind of they they focused on him a lot for the little bit that he actually. Yeah, I think that that's like a big Tarantino thing is where he gets uh, a little ADD and just moves on from things. Like he wants to pack in so many storylines that sometimes, sometimes you don't even get enough of the storyline that you want. Right, uh, Brad Pitt was a side character. Leonardo DiCaprio was the main character. Yeah. So he wanted to focus on Leonardo DiCaprio and his relationship with that little girl. Well, um, I don't know. That was like a, that was like a passing thing. I don't think, and the, he wanted that was a Margot Robbie's feet. Um, but, the one scene where he was with that little girl, I, mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. That Two wasn't scenes. a bad. I thought both well, those scenes were great. Right. I mean, I mean, but the main scene where he was actually like sitting there when they were in the uh, chairs and she was reading a book or they, they were reading. And, uh, I, and, I, and I thought that that was uh, I thought that that was like, you know, like a fun little thing. And she is a, a, a good actor, you know, I want to know job. will actor, not actress. I want to know. Will, I love that. I I love will Quentin Tarantino yeah, go down as. A 
Woody Allen, so people still respect his movies and everything else. Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, or will he go down as a Harvey Weinstein where people don't want anything to do with him? What do y'all think? Either. I, I think that young people, I remember being this, like young people don't like to watch older movies because they don't understand it. Like, where is our cell phone? So I, I keep saying cell phones in this goddamn podcast. No, but like they don't understand like the, 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 the movement of life. So in time, no one's going to give a shit. But well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, when like, I was a kid, like, I liked, a I liked TV shows yeah. where, where they picked up a phone and, and wound it up and said, operator, connect me to yeah. the, I always liked that. And I, I don't, I maybe, I don't know if people are just fucking stupider now, but yeah. uh, I understood what was going on. I wasn't like, what is that contraption? You know, I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's obviously just how phones were back then. You know, well, I like, mean, like, like, um, I used to watch Nick at Night growing up and, yeah. you know, Dragnet and Bewitched and all that stuff. And right. I always had that, like, that, uh, that love for the older me too even black and you know white why stuff. you watch that why because you had to no i didn't have to that's at all that's all there was no definitely not all there was well okay so so, so the the best there was early less 90s, on. that's all there was there wasn't was much Nick at night it was tv before the tv went had, off all you had was tv at 10 p.m at 10 p.m there wasn't a ton on i i, I like like i i you're right yeah you're right you're like it's all it's all reruns you, you can either watch old reruns or new reruns but at that time yeah, on. which which is an interesting thing that no one in this day and age understands what a rerun is right because they oh, have netflix there's, not, there's no right, such thing right, anymore right. there's no you turn on the tv well, and you're watching something that already aired i do there's sort of miss netflix i there's, sort of miss being forced episode, like bab said you don't not forced to watch it bab said you're forced yeah. you're forced to watch things back then uh um i in today's day and age would not if i was a kid would not be watching something like Dragnet or whatever, you know. You didn't have to, because, yeah. Well, because and uh, and it's not that Dragnet's like the greatest show ever. Uh, that was Get Smart. Thank you. Get Smart was better, yeah. Right, Dragnet was kind of boring. <laughs> it was uh, super boring. But uh, you know, uh, like it, it's definitely one of those things where uh, you know, I would say that we're missing out now because we're not forced to just watch things. Well, I think it's knee jerk. It's like whatever's the immediate gratification. Like if it doesn't appeal to me in this two minute span of attention that I have in yeah. today's society, I'm turning it the fuck off. I'm, I'm turning I'm swiping it. up on TikTok. I see it. I'm guilty of it too now. Yeah, you know, course, I mean, me if I don't like something, I'm not going to uh, sit through it unless and Daniel then, makes me. And then on TikTok, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. On TikTok, there's a guy in the elevator. He's like, I'm going up and you swipe up again and you send him up. I will be making them watch a lot more I've things. Watched so many documentary series that uh, the other two people in this podcast won't watch, so we can't cover it. But I watch them, and the whole time I'm watching it, and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I would never be watching this right now. And they're good, they're fine. But like, I, you know, like it, it is a chore to sit down and watch a five part series. Oh God, of, I'm of sorry. a documentary, you know. Okay, and, Rachel uh, Evan Woods documentary is great on Marilyn Manson. It's only two or three. And I will say, I love it. And next time, we're going to get into more problematic things. But until next time, everybody, have a great day and a good night. 